Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ros Jones, your business coach, with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bites, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss, and we share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing with you a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. Welcome to episode two of my Ros Jones Bold Business Bites show. This week, I'm joined by Juliet Powell of Your Choice Events. Now, I love hearing the stories of what motivates someone to start up a business. And Juliet's story is seriously interesting in that respect. Her business journey has been like a winding river. So how is it that she started off as a counsellor and ended up now with the radio show on Two Rivers Radio? It's all one continuing learning experience, as she explains. I'm joined today by Juliet Powell of Your Choice Events. Juliet, welcome. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Fantastic. So, Juliet, you're in the business of bringing people together in the world of well-being. Is that right to say? Yeah, that sounds a, a good explanation, yeah. We met each other, I guess it's a couple of years now, at an event. Oh, that was a well-being event, Peak Performance in Business and Health at the uh, Middlethorpe Hall, if I remember, where I co-presented an event with Mike Fan, the running coach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember the, the day well, actually. We had a, a really good day, followed by some tremendous food as well. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we did, absolutely. So you're in the business of well-being. What made you get into that business? What, what was the catalyst for, mm, for that, if you mm. like? I, the, the catalyst definitely was um, when I adopted my children. So I adopted two children. Quite a few years ago now, about nine years ago, I was a school teacher. I returned to work after my leave and realised I couldn't really sustain that. So I decided to retrain as a counsellor. So I did a three-year part-time course. And then at the end of it, thought, well, I might as well be a counsellor now. And the best way to do that was to run my own business because I could be flexible around my children. So that was, um, I suppose, my children's um, difficulties in the early days meant that training as a counsellor would help me help them. And also it mean I could set up a business. Fantastic. I know your business has evolved since you set it up, but what is it that you're doing now? Do you want to share what is hmm. it that you're doing now? So, yeah, I was a counsellor for a few years and then I um, I was inspired by um, some other business women actually, who who ran an event where they invited business owners down to, as a as kind of a mini exhibition, I suppose, show for their business. And I thought, oh, I like that. I'm going to do one for well-being. Being a counsellor, and I ran a support group as well for parents. I'm going to run a, my own little event, and it went really, really well and was really popular. So um, that was the very first well-being event that I ran, and I loved it. And I remember going to one of your events. And I, I remember buying, or you gave, I think I bought it, some oil that you made. Mm. So do you, are you still doing the actual therapy yourself, or is it just about running the events now? Is it, what's, has the angle yeah. changed? One of the sort of complementary therapies that I'm really interested in is essential oils and aromatherapy. And I still very much use that within my family, and I run occasional events. People can use essential oils to make products themselves. And things that are popular, anti-stress rollers and things like that, aromatherapy candles. It's very much a sideline and I run occasional events. So the main thing is the well-being events and getting people to think about how to look after themselves best. So in terms of well-being, how is that the impact on you of business? What's, yeah, what's the impact of your business on your own well-being? Because this is a challenge that I found in my own business, in business owners who I coach, that often when you get stuck into your business, mm. it can be so 
you can be so all consuming that you actually let your own well-being you know yeah. just aside so what what about you how do you how do you cope it is a challenge actually and uh, if you're looking after other people in any form uh, elderly relations children so on that sort of thing it can be quite a challenge to do that and run a business um, and what I found that's helped, particularly in more difficult times, is to have what I call a support package. So there are several people that are in my support package, as in I can reach out to them when I feel stressed, overworked. And they are generally, I have a regular massage therapist that I reach out to. There are some supportive small business owners I reach out to as part of a networking group. Just a good old soak in the bath, actually, I find very supportive. So there are several activities and people I reach out to when times are tricky. And that seems to work for me. Fantastic. I love that. In terms of the events that you run, I know you've got a York Wellbeing Day coming up in March. Mm. And I know that you do a lot of work to around the wellbeing because you're passionate about it, but also giving voice to people. So through your networking event, making connections. But I know that you also do a radio show, don't you, that that Mm. serves to do that. So where did you get this idea from about the voice Mm. and what impact do you think your work has on that? And how how important is it to you, Julia? Well, I think certain groups of people don't really have a voice or they have a limited voice. And I think the idea, I think I was doing it all along, but the idea formed properly when I... I heard Jez Russell, who's a station manager at Two Rivers Radio, saying that the shows that they have on that radio station that give people a voice who don't normally have a voice um, and sort of quite quickly gave me a show, having spoken to me. And then through my show, I, I think I give other people a voice who perhaps wouldn't normally have one. So I have the Your Living Well show, which tends to be um, people's journeys or stories. So they can very much start at the beginning and work through their journey, through the radio show with music in between. And at the end of it, they've told their story and they've helped people by telling their story and given them um a way of contacting someone for support or help. So if it's resonated with somebody listening and also giving people information as well about therapies that might support be supportive, such as nutritional therapy, coaching and mentoring, those sorts of things, setting up your own business. Somebody came to talk about that. Um, so it's a, two strands of information and story and definitely giving people a voice because perhaps as a woman, I didn't feel like I had much of a voice uh, as a business owner and a woman and a parent of adoptive children. I think there's three strands to me getting a voice and I want to let other people have a voice as well. And how are your kids now? They're good. They're, uh, well, how old are they now? 13 and 15 and they're thriving, but it's been tremendously hard work. I think if it hadn't have been for me having the support package and training as a counsellor initially, that we might have struggled a whole lot more yeah. without that. Mm. And the event, in, can we just uh, talk a bit about your event that you planned up in March, mm. Julia, the York Wellbeing Day? What's what's that about and how can people get involved or is there mm. still capacity to get involved in that? As people may have heard, I, I ran the York Wellbeing Day as a brand new event back in October. Very successful. We were very proud to have Rachel Maskell, MP, come down and talk. It was all broadcast live on the radio, so I really got out there. And then um, the idea being after that that we could, and that was targeted at kind of, um, as an after work event so it tended to be adults that worked in york whereas the next event's going to be on a sunday and it's going to encourage encourage families of school aged children to come down and there's workshops running and there's stands to find out about ways of looking after themselves their children and their family unit by meeting trusted professionals from the york area they can get in touch with and learning um you know skills that they can apply directly to themselves 
or their children. It sounds amazing. Where is it? And is there an entrance fee? And what mm. do you say? Do they just go to your website? Uh, yes, go to your choice events. It's listed on there. There is a £5 entry fee. Under 18s are free. And that includes access to the whole event and to the workshops as well. So it's very much an affordable event to come along to. It's central as well. It's at the Hotel Duvan in York, where there's free parking at the back of the hotel. So it's quite easy to get to and on major bus routes. Accessible. It's a Sunday afternoon. So you can take your time. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. 10th of March it is. 10th yeah. of March. Fantastic. And and actually, also, the Hotel Divan is a perfect location because you can walk from the train station as well. Yeah, so it's that's great. True. Very accessible. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Do you mind me asking, what's the number one challenge for you that's been in your business? I think it's having to do everything myself, being the only person, person responsible for all aspects of the business. And I've actually, I wouldn't call it time out, but I've had a bit of a pause in my business whereby I wanted to complete an event management diploma, which I'm doing. Um, so I had to catch up on a few units, which I have done now. So I've managed to catch up with those and I'm hopefully going to get that all finished by the end of January. And I've also had some fruitful meetings with people whereby I'm going to start working with other people mm, <laughs> so that I don't have yeah. to do absolutely everything. Yeah. So I'm hoping the next one of my next events, perhaps not the Wellbeing Day, but another one, I'm going to have a going to have a small team. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, in my experience working with business owners, often when you start out, you wear all the hats, don't you? Mm. It is that learning to delegate. What made you do that? I think actually what, and having this slight break to finish my college course has been really good because I've got involved with some... Um, events that are not for profit so I got involved in a, a group called Femme Fortissimo which is a brass band as it suggests for women and it's been a small team that's been organizing it and how much easier it is mm. when there's a few of you so I've been I'm looking after um, ticketing and merchandise and I can just concentrate on that and every, other yeah. people are responsible for the other things so I'm like this is the way forward if I can find the right people and form the right relationships yeah, yeah. that's amazing because so many women I think I find and I hear people say that they're afraid to ask for help because they think they've got to do everything themselves mm. we're obviously moving hopefully we're moving away from that model these days well in my situation certainly the thought that you have to do everything within the family then transfer to I have to do everything in my business because that's where I'm used to but actually I became quite stressed <laughs> so I started to reach out to people yeah. Yeah. Ask for help. Mm. What do you love most about your business, Juliet? Well, at the moment, I would say the flexibility in terms of I've been allowed to sort of pause things by not having an event coming up uh, immediately. There's one in March, but I haven't immediately got an event coming up. So I've been able to pause. And if I was working within somebody else's business, it's unlikely I would have been allowed to do that. Yeah. Mm. So what's the number one thing you would change in your business right now? Um, well, I think it's already happening, really, in terms of I think I've met somebody I'd like to work with and work together with. And that's taken many years mm. of perhaps trying to find the right people or person. So I think it's, I'm going through that process at the moment. Okay. Yeah. On your journey, what's been the biggest sort of, I call them BFOs, a blinding flash of the obvious? Have you had something that happened that's made you change the direction of your business since the time you set up? Well, I mean, I set up as a counsellor, mm-hmm. quickly started running workshops and gatherings of business people and sort of realised that I actually prefer working with groups rather than individuals. And I think I got I had a bit of a, well, why am I doing both when I actually prefer working with groups? So I did stop doing the counselling, which felt a bit strange because I'd trained for three years to do this role and then dropped, sort of felt like I dropped it. 
Um, that was perhaps one. And then I, s- I suppose I've recently had one with the thinking, right, you've got to work with somebody else. And the decision to just do the events, so therefore change my business name. I suppose that was another sort of moment of, well, you're not doing the therapy anymore, so change your name. Um, perhaps they're not big, big flashes, but the little pennies that drop and say, yeah. let's change this. Just one last thing before I let you go. What would be the number one piece of advice you would give to a woman mm. thinking of starting her business right now? It seems kind of obvious, but not to bother too much about what other people think. And I just, I have in my head a lot. I I write a message, I write an email and I think, should I? Should I? Is this a bit blunt? Is this a bit whatever? And I just, in my head, I say, just send it. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. So thanks very much again, Juliet. Thank you very much for coming in. If you'd like to know more, I know you'd like to know more about Juliet, then you can tune into her radio radio program on Two Rivers Radio and check her out on her website, which is your, as in Y-O-R, choiceevents.com. Now, Juliet spoke about her support packages she draws on when she needs different aspects of help for her well-being. It made me think of a little exercise I could share with you, which involves the wheel of life. Now, you may be familiar with the concept of the wheel of life. Imagine it, or you could draw this out um, now if you have a pen and paper to hand. A circle divided into eight sections, or a wheel with eight spokes, if you like, radiating from the middle. So these spokes represent different aspects of your life. You can label them as you please, but here are my suggestions. So number one is family and friends. Number two is fun and recreation. The third one is personal development slash spiritual development. Health. One for romance. One for career. And one for financial or money. So you should have eight spokes there in your wheel all labelled. Now what I want you to do now is just score yourself on each one from naught to ten. So naught is in the middle of the wheel and ten is on the outer rim. So somewhere along that spoke, the line there, I want you to put across where you want to mark yourself out of ten for each of those aspects. So between naught and ten for family and friends, naught and 10 for fun and recreation, etc. You're making your own wheel within the wheel of life. So what does your wheel look like? Have you scored yourself 10 out of 10 for each so that you've got the the perfect wheel or have you got more of a, a wonky wheel in there? And what could you do to increase that score? So if you scored yourself four out of 10 for romance, what would it take for you to move that up to six? You could work on each of these areas if you like yourself, of course. But as a business coach, I know that we human beings get more done fast if we ask for help and accountability. So develop your own support package and have some fun with this. Think who you could ask for help to move you up just one or two points in each of those areas of your wheel of life. It will probably be a different person for some of the spokes. So somebody to work on your career and financial would be different probably from somebody who you'd ask for help to help you in health. So there you have your own support package. Remember to use it 
have some fun and it's okay to ask for help. And if I can help, of course, please just get in touch at businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. See you next time. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bites show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with bold business bites. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.